previously on Getting Dicey. All right, as you sort of shrink down to a mouse size, the room is just enormous in comparison to what you're used to. It's a little disorienting at first, but you scuttle underneath the door. And as you enter that room, sitting near the corner of the table is just this disgusting looking rat, maybe about double the size of of yourself. As you lock, lock eyes with it, you notice that it locks eyes with you. She'd like to turn pale and run. <laughs> okay, cool. Sig pushes the door open with his hammer. Out of nowhere, it just sort of bolts and runs towards the door. Stop that rat! got to try and dive down and grab it. You just sort of comically slide across the ground behind this rat. Block. He drops to his knees and plants the shield in front of him. You bring that the shield down right in front of it. Eee! A rat! Yeah, I tried to skewer it uh, with my uh, rapier. You hit the, um, the the stonework next to it, as it, and that snaps it back into what it was trying to do, and it scoots towards the southern wall. I'm going to cast Thornwick. <laughs> the Thornwick shoots out, wraps around this rat. It just shreds this thing into a, oh, into oh, a red yeah. mist. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, almost the, almost <laughs> the instant that rat dies, you hear... Sounds from like the door to your east. Sig stands up and 300 kicks the door in. What you can see is a dark bearded human opening up what looks like a secret door. Glastop is here. Entangle him. Entangle him. All right, he has to make a strength check. Everyone, everyone in range has to make a strength check. 24. Oh. I got an 11. So I got the 9. So crit failed. The so look on the team's face means maybe Glastop didn't fail. Getting dicey. <laughs> All right, sorry, there's no audio there. We, I just, uh, I forgot to bring the audio back. So we'll do, ah. we'll do it all nice, and <laughs> we'll do all nice. And <laughs> the reveal as well. Uh, so just for the change, view, the just, reveal though. You can, you have a yeah. chance now to reverse time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I l- you had like now the reveal. chance to change what the roll was. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So, Glassstaff rolled a natural 20. <gasps> what? <laughs> what? Really? Yeah. So as these, as these vines... Um, Dave, can you mute yourself? There's a, there's a nice little uh, echo that happens. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's Reese. I don't know. It's gone now. Thanks, Reese. Come on, man. Anyway, the um the, the vines grow up due to um American spell, and they they wrap around Sig. They wrap around. Uh, they try to wrap around Loris. They wrap around the Baron, and they wrap around Gil. Unfortunately, Sig rolled a crit fail last week. Uh, and what that means is we're going to need a D one hundred from you before we figure out what happens next. <laughs> 16 that's a good one that's, no that's nearly very good that is that 84 is, points away from being very good i'm just gonna say that was a lower role than the red brand who got invaded by the vines last time and again these vines just crawl up Sig's body and they they reach into his his nose and his mouth those are the only areas that they can really get in, thanks to the uh, the chain mail he's wearing, and they they push into both his nasal cavity and his mouth uh, and basically hold him violently in place. 
Uh, I'm just going to I'm going to do a the same roll that I <laughs> the same roll that I did for uh so, <laughs> the green pencils but you can't see it. <laughs> oh wow. It does six what I'm going to call invasive damage. <laughs> and you are held no. and you are held in place. Um Loris these these vines don't manage to grip uh, grab you. You're, you're free to move. Uh, and so is Glassstaff. And it is now Glassstaff's turn. Um, Glassstaff kind of just looks down the stairs um, at kind of the vines that he can, he can just sort of see Gil and Loris standing amongst these these vines, but they can see that Gil, uh, that Loris uh, doesn't seem to be as, as held back as Gil is. Um, and he's just going to what's he going to do here um uh, all right first of all he's going he's going to open up the 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 little um the door next to him there's a little secret door and he's been he's been sort of feeling around for the latch and he finds it manages to um rush through uh out of sight and down down the hallway you hear, well, Loris, you hear just some sort of like um, energy, just like come from outside as well. Uh, Sig, it is your turn. Sig is particularly restrained by the vines and he'll spend his turn trying to wrestle free and what, what's going on in there? Shit. Yeah, give us a, <laughs> give us a strength um, strength check to see if we can uh, free yourself from these vines. Ooh, that's a four. No, um, you're you're still held in place by these vines, unfortunately. Um, and uh, unfortunately, again, due to the nature of them being within you while you're struggling against them, you manage to do one more hit point of damage to yourself. Um, Ow. <laughs> Uh, okay, Baron, your turn. Okay, so is that a saving throw that I click? Yeah, yeah, it'll be a strength saving throw. Uh, minus one. <laughs> ah, minus one. Um, <laughs> you two are unfortunately still uh, held in place. I got a five. Oh! <laughs> this, this is interesting. Uh, mm. Gil, over to you. Uh, so can I just ask, so what did Gil see as Glassstaff was leaving? Um, he basically just saw the, uh, Glassstaff, uh, look down at you guys, smile, open up the secret door, which is now still open up on the, on the wall at the top of the stairs, um, and, and, and take, basically just run. I see. Um, and I didn't hear what Loros heard. Oh, you would, you would have heard that as well. Ah, I see. Um, can I roll Arcana to see if I know what that means? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, by all means. I don't think my Arcana is very good, but more information is better. A 13. Yeah, you know that he's he's cast a spell, but you're not sure exactly what spell has been cast. Mm -hmm. Um... Did you want to try and free yourself from these vines? No, I do not. Okay. Uh, I am going to cast sleep at level two. 
Okay. Where are you? How do you? How does that get aimed here? So it uh, creatures within a twenty foot, twenty feet of a point I choose within range. The range is ninety feet. So I'm going to center it on the last place I saw glass stuff, which I assume is kind of here, right? Well, uh, so let's let's draw a little path here. You saw him. It doesn't really show up very well there, but uh, you saw him at the top of the stairs. He came running out this way and down. Out of view. He would have been out of view by the time he was about here. Thanks, oh, I see. Thanks so to the walls at the top of the stairs. Through the wall. Yeah, yeah. Underneath. No, I see. no. Okay. Ah, uh, okay. That makes things slightly more difficult. Um, in that case, can I cast it there? I think I would still yeah, try. Yeah, you could. You can definitely cast it there. And what's the radius on this thing? Uh, 20 feet. Okay, that would definitely encase him if it gets him. Uh, well, that's good, because I don't think he gets to save. Oh, right, okay. Oh. Uh, blah, blah. Starting with the creature with the lowest current hit points, each creature affected falls unconscious until the spell ends. Yeah. The this... sleeper takes damage, or someone uses an action to shake or slap the sleeper awake. Um, so at level two, I get to roll seven d eight. Okay, so just oh. just as you're just so you're aware, Loris is closer to that point. So it will does it hit the closest person first? <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh. So and then oh. and then it uses up his hit points before it starts touching Glassstaff's hit points. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 well, it depends if Glassstaff has less hit points than him. Sure. Yeah. Totally. Well, no, because it's like, let's say you roll 30 points of hit points, it uses up whatever Loris has got left, and then the remainder is is for, because it, it, it deducts it from the total, right? Yeah, but it depends on who has the least. Ah, right, right. So it so. starts with the creature with the lowest current hit points. Right, okay. Which so I don't, not... And I don't know how to assess how damage <laughs> yeah, yeah. Loris is. Okay. Does that make sense? It does, yeah, that makes sense. Loris, are you cool with this? <laughs> <laughs> Is... Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> In that case, we roll. Holy shit. It is 37. All right. Um, all I will say is that you, you've cast this out and you see... Oh, wait, what's your, what's your hit points there, Loris? Um, I'm on 13 at the moment, including... Well, and that includes the six or so that... The temporary <laughs> it's not me. actual damage you just fall to sleep yeah you don't you lose you don't lose points. your hit points you just fall to sleep yes, so I'm on 13 total so sweet I, I'll have a nap I don't mind you <laughs> did want that short rest yeah I've been out for a little rest for ages <laughs> Gil does this affect the caster uh, creatures within 20 feet that would starting with the creature with the lowest hit points uh, blah blah it does not say I'd say you're, uh, it sounds, it sounds like you would. Yeah. Um, this point, the point that you've placed it, let's have a quick look here. Where you've placed it, um, the, entire, the entire crew, including Glassstaff, is uh, going to be affected by this. Not me. Yeah, including you. Huh? No, no. No? Smuggler She's immune. Oh, okay. I'm immune oh, actually, so am I. Okay. <laughs> Just elf stuff. Okay. okay. <laughs> Bloody elves. Shannon, Baron. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I'm maybe i not. Let me double check. Okay, while you're checking, Baron, what's your HP? 
Uh, does that include temporary hit points? No. Oh, it just says the lowest current hit points. So I assume it would yeah. include temporary. I got 17. Okay, Sig, how many hit points do you have? Oh, man. Four. So we've got four, we've got 17, we've got 13. Was that right, Loris? Yeah. I need to write this down. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Get back to me when the maths is done. Uh, okay. This is not going how I had hoped. And Gil, have you, have you figured <laughs> out if... Gil, uh, magic cannot put me to sleep. Okay. And what did you roll? 37. 37, yes. And I thought my entangle spell was risky. All right. <laughs> Gil, uh, as soon as you cast this, you notice Loris fall asleep next to you. You see Sig slump into a sleep beside you as well. And you hear the Baron hit the floor. Well, I suppose he's, I suppose he's entangled as well. I'm already on the floor. Yeah, yeah. So you- <laughs> As, as uh, Loris and Sig fall beside me, I run my hands gently under their chins and say, Good night, sweet princess. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically, what you can tell, you guys, everyone, everyone but uh, Gil and Murican are fast asleep right now, and they will be asleep for the next one minute, unless Woo-hoo! awoken, unless awoken, obviously by whichever, by by taking damage or being attacked or anything like that. But you don't know what's happened with Glassstaff. Uh, as a bonus action, may I call out to Mirican and just say, The Vines! Release the Vines! He's escaped! And then I'll end my turn. <laughs> okay. That's okay. I was going to end. Uh, start my turn going, Did I get him? <laughs> <laughs> well, That's um, a no. We're gonna Perhaps s- I could reply to that instead. We're going to skip <laughs> Loris's turn since he is sleeping Aww. soundly. Uh, American, we're back with you. So I'm seeing people around me falling asleep. I have to assume that there's there's a magic spell being cast. Yeah, we, you would have heard um, um, Gil casting the spell, and you, you've seen Sig and the uh, the Baron behind you fall asleep in inside your vines. Right. I will start my turn by releasing the vines. And release they do. Everybody drops down to the ground. Unfortunately, Sig takes an HP of damage as the vines pull themselves out of his orifices. And I wake. And he wakes. And he wakes in doing so. (laughs) My baby's got a little carried away. I'm sorry. Cool. All right. Well, um, I shall use my turn to rush forward uh, as far as I can to chase after this dastardly fellow. So that would be 30 feet, wouldn't it? Yeah, this is the first 10 feet of this is going to be considered uh, difficult terrain since you've got friendly people in the way. So that'll, oh. so that'll just getting to these stairs here, uh, the middle step of the stairs is going to take you like 15 feet of movement. Oh. No, sorry. Five, 15, 15 25, 25. And 30 only gets me to the entrance. Yes, that's correct. Oh, that's not great. You can dash. To double your movement for the turn. Oh, in that but case, you can't do anything else. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to do anything else. Ooh, I, I'm gonna do it. I have to see if he's <laughs> asleep or not. All right, I'm gonna dash forward, um, forward past past the uh, where he's escaped. Can I see him? Uh, yeah. Sorry, I just moved him onto a different layer just because you guys Invisible. couldn't see him at one point. But I'll bring him back as, now. As, as 
Mirkin runs past. Can I just say, so I'm looking, shall I look after them? Please <laughs> 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 do. Do you have? Yes. <laughs> go to sleep. You can't say anything. Um, Mirican, as you run around the corner, you go through, you run up the stairs, you run past your friends, up the stairs, through the secret door, into this room that you recognize from uh, only glimpsing earlier during um, your visit down in this area of the hideout. But as you turn around this corner, you see um, Glassstaff lying unconscious next to the bridge. He's asleep like a tiny little baby. Really? Okay, well, I can't hear this. But... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm surprised though. Right. Well, that's character. my turn done. I've, I've dashed. That's my action. It is Glassstaff's turn, and Glassstaff just lets out a little. And we're back with Sig. Sig is feeling pretty terrible and shoots the vines out of his nose with a bit of blood <laughs> rubbing out his face. And he gently kicks Baron to wake <laughs> him up and then will smooch past Gil and give Loras a bit of a kick as well. But that's just for fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Does that count as an action according to this card here, spell card? What spell? It says, ca- yeah. Um, this someone uses an action to shake or slap the yeah. so sleeper awake. So that means you'd have to use an action to get yeah. someone up, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Good call, the American. Thank you for that. Sorry. That's right. So you Sorry can for making it the game harder. You can Sorry. wake one of them. I don't mind not being kicked. I'm good. Sig <laughs> would have seen the Baron fallen first, so he should place his boot lovingly and repeatedly until he wakes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Anything else? Sig will be in pain. Okay. <clears throat> so you can move though, can't you? Yeah, you, you can want. you can still move if you needed to move. Perhaps. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Baron, over to you. Okay. Yeah, I've just been um gently booted in the face repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, things have gone wrong. Um, uh, I guess I was just out for a moment. <clears throat> um, can I? Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna move in here. Okay, because I think the last time I saw him, wait, I can't even remember if I heard anyone say that he was running before I went to sleep. <laughs> I think I did. I think Guild yelled that before casting spell. Okay. All right, so I should be able to make my way over here. I'll stop if I see anything really freaky. <laughs> okay. Well, nothing freaky is standing out yet. And about as you turn that corner, you see Mirican sort of um, in front of you and past her on the ground as glass stuff uh, lying unconscious on the ground. So I'm guessing you dashed to get there? Oh, how far is it? Oh, sorry. Uh, five, ten, you have five, to five, twenty, spend more points to de- uh, go yeah. through the... Allies. Oh, so 30, 30 feet would get you halfway up those stairs. I don't think I'll dash. I'll just, if it's, I forgot, it's, it's not difficult terrain, is it? It is, yeah. It's basically difficult terrain if, you've, if you're passing through a friend. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, maybe I'll just come to here and I'll wake up Loris. Okay, cool. Wake up, you big oaf. <laughs> 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 What's going on? Where's he gone? 
Gil, back to you. Back to you, Gil. I'm going to chase after Medican. Uh, do I take a penalty from two squares or one square? Uh, we'll say two, since the one that you're on has someone on it as well. So that puts me on to 20 feet, mm-hmm. uh, 30 feet. Yeah. Uh, and then from there, I'm going to ready an action to cast sleep should he wake up. Okay. Mm. Loris, you've just woken up. Um, Gil has taken off up the stairs. Uh, and you re- you do remember um, seeing glass stuff at the top of the stairs and then suddenly falling unconscious. Disappearing before I fell asleep, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I'm just going to kind of blindly follow. Not really sure where or why because I'm not even sure how I fell asleep. But um, I'm not going to dash so I can go to about there-ish or there. Uh, yeah, you, you could get there. Um, you could get there pretty easily. Either of yeah, those. Cool. I'm just gonna hang there, so I can see Gil. I cool. I'm not really. I'm yeah, not too fussed about where where there is. Like, what's going on? <laughs> okay. Just gonna ask Gil what what's happening. I was asleep. What happened? Uh, yes. Yeah, sorry about that, my meaty protector. <laughs> <laughs> it was a collateral collateral uh, slumber. Because mm. he would have, he would have definitely heard me like singing a lullaby or something, yeah, like that, and then just gone. <sighs> Did we get the target? He's he is also sleeping. Cool. American, okay. um, we're back with you. You've noticed Gil mm. and Laura sort of behind you now. Mm. Just finished dashing and catching my breath, so I'm just like, oh, we got him, we got him. And so she just rushes forward and grabs his his fancy little staff and just tosses it off to the side so he, he can't suddenly wake and grab it. And then she carefully takes out some rope from her bag in an attempt to tie him up gently enough not to wake him. Okay, well, give us a, roll, a survival roll to see how gently. Uh, My rope ability is legendary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Prepare yourself. What was it? Survival? Survival, yeah. All right. I have rolled mm. a oh. with advantage because he's asleep, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it was. <laughs> no, this is a survival <laughs> roll. This is just you seeing how, how well and how gently you tie this up. Well, you do manage to tie... Oh, I'm a you little do, bit overexcited and I rolled a nine. Yeah, you managed to tie him up without waking him. Uh, and you look at it and you go... That looks just as good as the last one. And you're quite proud with yourself. Just kind of gesturing at it like, huh? This see? is very see? good, you say to yourself. <laughs> do, I see, do I see the fine, the fine knots and ties? <laughs> What's that, sorry? Do I see the fine knots and ties that she gestures towards? <laughs> yeah, so she shows you and you're just looking down at it. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what Gil would think of it. But you can see Mirican's quite proud. He's he's not he doesn't know a lot of knots, so he <laughs> looks impressed. It looks complicated. <laughs> that, that was you and not me. Alright. It is It is Glassstuff's turn and he again just sort of like <laughs> Um Aww. Now 
I think I think we're at a point where we could probably turn off the initiative, yeah. Or do we, do we want to go another round just to see just to see what you guys? We'll go one more round. Sick. Why don't well, you? Because this sleep lasts for a minute, right? Last a minute, and I don't really want to go through ten turns of him ten, just making snoring sounds. But it's um, so cute. Yeah, I know. We'll go, we'll go through we'll go through one more round um, after Sig. So Sig, you go first and see, let us know what you're going to do. Sig slowly ambles into the staircase and chats to his fellow party members as he climbs the stairs, trying to assess the situation and ends up here. How about that? It's probably a little further than you can, but I'll let it, I'll let that one happen. I'll say, oh, (laughs) (laughs) um, okay, cool. Any, any action? No. Cool. Um, Baron. Oh, you're on, you're on mute, my man. Sorry. Um, Okay, so I can go 5, 10, 20, 25. Yeah. Um, okay, I can see he's tied up. Mm-hmm. Shall we, um, Very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we gag him as well in case he wakes oh. up? <laughs> um, because awesome. otherwise he might be able to do some sort of magical spell even if he is tied up. Good thinking. Okay. But uh, yeah, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he may be hard to interrogate if he can't talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, but then we'll let him know what's going to happen when we. Um, we can develop some kind of him. sign language. But he's tied up. Yeah, he can nod. Well, oh, so. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I just moved you a little bit closer to, as well, since you know you're you're tying the knot. Uh, American um, tying him up. So, are you going to be gagging him as well, Baron? Are you going to walk forward and do this, or oh, that's as far as I can go? Okay, okay, no, that's fine. Um, Gil, we're back to you. Uh, I'm going to let the group know that this is only a magical slumber. Um, it's very easy for him to wake, as as you all have just witnessed for yourselves. Um, I suggest we either knock him out or otherwise uh, disable him before he wakes and I'll step forward awaiting whatever happens. Cool. Loris, over to you. All right. So, um, yeah, I think I'm just going to move up to where Gil and Merican are. I think I can get to about there. Um, And Gil, when you say disable, can I break his legs? (laughs) <laughs> uh, that may wake him and he may cast spells I was thinking perhaps a swift knock to the temple may render him unconscious for a lot longer than my spell I could do that go ahead Go ahead. you gotta roll, um, roll to hit here so you know the risks though if you don't, so, uh, if you don't take him down to zero HP he will wake up so just so just uh, while before I do take a wild swing at him, how healthy, unhealthy does he look? Because he's had a couple of hits, I know that much, but as he's obviously quite looking quite comfortable, he's asleep, but mm. how damaged does he look on the whole? Yeah. Um he is he's looking he's not looking healthy. I wouldn't say he's looking bloodied or anything like that. He's not looking healthy though. But he's also fast asleep, so it's kinda of hard to tell. He's looking he's got that um the wound from the ice knife to the to the neck. He's got that puncture wound in his thigh from your uh, your um spear or javelin or whatever it was that you threw his way. Um yeah. so yeah, he's not doing well. He's looking pretty beaten up. And he doesn't have a staff, right? He doesn't have a staff on that's been thrown off to the side so um, that- by American. 
should mean that he can't use spells that have material components. Um, you're, pro you're probably uh, the only one who knows that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Okay. <laughs> now, slightly and just say, I suggest we all make sure we are ready before, just in case he wakes. Yeah, um, and just so you know, because he's in an, he's basically in an unconscious state, you know, at your feet, it will be, uh, you'll get your roll with advantage if you wanted to attack, and a hit, okay. and a hit will be a crit. Okay, so um, I think I'm going to try, I may as well, I'm here. So I'm going to just take the, um, the not the flat end of my, but the handle of my, of my axe, and just going to bash it into the side of his, of his temple. So I'm going to get down on, my, on one knee, and sort of from, from there, just going to bash it in. Okay, well, give us a give us a roll to hit. That is my plan, at least. Uh, that one. It is a twenty-three. Oh dang! Okay. Uh, let's have a quick look here. That is a hit, and that is an auto crit. So that's uh, let's just say you, you don't have to re-roll your dice for the for the damage. You bring him down to zero HP, um, and he is. He is unconscious. He's in, in, in gonna, an unconscious state right now. I'm just going to pat him on the shoulder and, and tell him to sleep well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. So we'll 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 end the we'll end the um, combat there. Um, basically, as as you bring that down into him and knock him unconscious, you hear like from from um, the south, just this kind of uh, kind of like this this. Uh, <laughs> uh oh what concentration spell do we break <laughs> uh, it's kind of like someone like chanting and kind of yelling and, and like ferocity is kind of like as he comes running in and from the south um you see silda silda oh, sword, sword in hand come running oh. in from the bottom ready to attack anything in this room i um, knew he was bad news and he he sees you uh he sees you sort of up near the other bridge. And he's like, oh, of course, I was about to talk like him without even putting the face on. What am I doing? Oh, terrible. Oh, I got it still. I think I've still got it. Uh, uh, you still got it. He says, guys, oh, guys, did you, uh, I, I heard that there was a lot of trouble and I came to help, but uh, is, is that, is that? And he walks slowly forward, um, taking a stand next to Gil and Loris and says, is that Yano? What have you, what have you done to Yano? Can I do that before he gets yeah, sure, sure. close to us? Yeah, sure. As he approaches? Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll rewind time a little bit. He gets to about here. <laughs> Stay where you are, Silda. Your friend is the necromancer. You have a lot of explaining to do. To my friend here, and I motion to Loris. And uh, Sildar looks over at Loris, and looks kind of back at you. We'll say we'll say Sildar gets to a little bit closer so he can see both of you guys. We'll say about there. Um, he looks at both of you guys, and he's just like, "What? What do you? What do you mean? Uh, that's he, he's. I I don't even know what you're trying to tell me right now. He's a, a necromancer." I'm going to insight this motherfucker. Yeah, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> and 
rolled a 12. With a roll of 12, you, you think he seems sincere. You think. Um, and he, he looks at you and he's, he says, is he okay? Uh, is he, is he all right? He looks, he looks like if he's such a powerful necromancer, how, how is he in this state? Well, imagine how powerful we must be if he's in this state. My head says to trust you, but my heart does not explain yourself. I, I, I don't know what I can or can't explain. This is the, this is the first time I've seen the good old chap in, in a quite some time. Does that marry up with what he told us previously? I think so. Not that well, I think he's not a, he's not a good good old boy any longer. So no matter what you thought you knew of him before. Uh, do you have any proof of what you're saying? Morris is just going to stand and start pointing at his scars and the wounds that he's currently bearing. Just like these didn't come from nothing. Well, I thought the uh, I thought this necromancer was called Glassstaff. I thought that was the the name that had been the Red Brands had been talking of. Where did the staff get thrown to? How far it's away just is it? Over there. Yeah, it, it's basically just going to yeah. point to the staff and say, "Does that look familiar?" Um, and Sildar looks over at the the staff. Oh, and he, he <laughs> kind of and and you can you can see you can see um, tears uh, welling in his eyes, and he he drops he sort of drops to his knees and. And hangs his head um, and says, uh, "This is uh, this is quite unexpected." Um, uh, he needs to pay for for everything he's done. Um, and he's just kind of he's he's like I said, he's just on his knees. Damn him! Now I feel sad. down the ground. <laughs> I've gone from wanting to kill him there to now feeling sad for him. I want to go. I want to go back to Gil. Um, he's the one that's having this this conversation. He's the one questioning Asilda right now. I look back at the party and just try to get a gauge of what everybody wants. I think we need to hear it from Glassstaff's mouth himself. What has he done? Why has he done it? What led him to do these things? It'd be nice to know what his goal is and if he's working with someone else. Sig walks forward. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like utter rubbish. <laughs> I, um, I'm going to stop bleeding soon, I hope, but I expect that we should deal with him before we run out of resources, namely blood. <laughs> oh, Sig, you look terrible. Let me help. You look. Please. I, I'm sure it had nothing to do with my vines at all. No, because uh, they've done no damage to anybody, said Nolan, ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I shall uh, whisper some elvish words in his direction in the hope that he will feel healed. But just give me a second. I shall even cast it at level two. I'm feeling that generous. It's so disappointing, as usual. (laughs) (laughs) I just 
20 damage. What's is the total? Oh. Is that <laughs> absolute garbage? That can't be right. It can't be right. No, you it's got like... two. So it's two rolls. You rolled a three oh, and did... a three. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so it's six. That's it less terrible. Roll. <laughs> six. Still not great. Yeah. Thank you, Mary. I American. tried. That's wow. the minimum, minimum on both. Yeah, you rolled a one both times. Oh, wow. so shit. Perhaps my heart wasn't really in it, but the thought, the thought yeah. was there. So what did you do, man? Gosh. Despite the misgivings, I felt more than double than I gooder than I did before because the, the hurts. It's great. Silda <laughs> um, um, slowly gets to his feet and and moves a little, little closer to the group, and he just looks down at, at the, um, at, at the, Glassstaff, who he he hates to know that it is Glassstaff, and um, and says, uh, "Let me, let me take him back to the Townmaster's Hall, and we can, uh, so he can be picked up by the Water Deep." Uh, constabulary and he'll see a trial and surely put to an end. No. I'm afraid we have questions for you as well, Silda. And I'm going to need to insist that you drop your weapon. Silda, uh, S- oh, that's actually <laughs> Silda, um, basically just hands, hands you the short sword that he was holding uh, and says, Hilt first, hilt first. <laughs> yeah. He flicks it around and, had, and held, hands it to you, Hilt first, um, and just says, uh, uh, "Look, I owe you guys my life. I'll I'll help you, however I can." You can just, just walk in front as we as we head out. Wait, sorry, there's a couple of people talking. We've we've, uh, we've almost died many times while pursuing this fellow. We can't risk anything at this point. Certainly not leaving him alone with with. One such as yourself. We can't uh, underestimate him. One such as myself. I've handed over my weapons. I've told you uh, I owe you my life. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying he could easily obliterate you if, if he got away. And he kind of, you see him sort of like remember the what he's learned. Like it's still it's still news to him that that his, what he classified as his best friend uh, is, is no longer his best. Uh, no longer who he thought he was. Um, uh, yes, okay, yes, yes. So what? Uh, what do we? What do we make of him? What do we do? Well, shall we check out what he's been doing? He's had a whole room of these experiments. Maybe that will glean us some clues before he even has a chance to tell us his own lies. I agree. I think we could learn all we need from him from his writings and books, which will not be twisted by lies. We can take his head off. Perhaps uh, some of us could stay and do that, and some some of us could. I think the safest thing is to take him to Daran uh, and let the Order sort things out. Yeah, Daran. <clears throat> Darren Meister, I think his name was. Uh, Darren Aldenath, I think, uh, is who you're after. And yes, I believe they they'll know exactly what to do with him. So, what would yeah, you guys? I'm fine with that. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not that keen on just murdering him. 
even though he probably deserves it, I think if we can get him, him to Waterdeep or someplace like that, then they'll be able to interrogate him. And there's much more powerful wizards there than, than he is. Surely the constabulary wouldn't mind if, us, if, um, if he turned up a little damaged. <laughs> I think he's already pretty damaged. He's already pretty damaged. I, 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 I just think, think that... pain would be the way to the truth. I think uh, they would be grateful if we were to bring some evidence with us as well mm. from his, his dealings, his experiments, his writings. Yeah, should I go and have a look at the... I'm keen to go look at his stuff, actually. Yes. Mm. And, I mean, the fact that he's been dwelling in a cave, Howder, is clearly evil behaviour. <laughs> Who lives in a cave? And look at him, anyway. He looks Grinzy, evil. Grinzy hair, clearly evil. <laughs> Gilt the greaser. I think Loros was first. Oh, sorry, Dave. I was just putting my hand up to say that I once lived in a cave, but tell us, Silda, what of the town? Well, I uh, I don't know what it was you guys did up here, but uh there was quite a commotion with some red brands at one point. Uh, they came, four of them came running up, uh, yelling something about their hideout being, uh, tr- I don't know, attacked. I knew it had to be you guys, and I came as, uh, as quickly as I could, without raising suspicion, of course. Is only the four? No, no others seem to be attacking the town? Uh, all I can guess is they thought that would be enough. And how did how is the town fair? Are they is the inn okay? Are the people okay? So far, everything seems pretty good. But the, from my uh, from my knowledge, I think there were a few red brands left uh, at the, uh, the the tap giant stone giant the other inn, the one I don't believe you guys have made yourself acquaintance with yet. The sleeping giant, there, it came to me. I got it. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> Pretend he doesn't know the bar. Well, <laughs> Mr. Barry. Yes? I too would like to have a look at his scrolls. Should we go have oh, a look? Yep. It seems the rest of the party can guard an unconscious mage. Before you go, Sig, uh, you look poorly. Uh, Rude. I suggest <laughs> you you a little more. If that is to your capacity, Mister Gill would be most appreciated. I cast cure wounds at level. I'm sure it won't do better than mine. Surely not. <laughs> uh, recovering another six hit points. <laughs> <laughs> it was exactly equal. My cracked rib feels much better. Thank you, Mister Gill. I shall breathe in best because of you. <laughs> cool. So, what are we? Are we? Are we splitting the group in any specific? Um, are we right down the middle? The three, two of you going off, three of you staying, or how, how are we doing this? I believe. So, Sig how long? How long did the Baron and Sig want to spend searching? Oh, it kind of depends on what we find. I shall accompany them. Should Should we just wait for you then? Or we could yeah, drag his body us. there. Oh, sorry, Sig. Perhaps we should drag his body there. Then we can all could, search the room at half the speed. I could just carry his body. He's not that big. Ah, uh, you 
You you're a track record of carrying people. Well, the theoretically, oh I can I can I if we're, if lifting anything, I can um I get treated as twice my size, so it should literally be a cinch. Assuming I, I roll well enough, you're not going to be waking this guy up anytime soon. Yeah, with the damage. This is not magical slumber after all. This, okay. is, this is the head trauma type slumber. Yeah, you'll be this lucky. This is a serious concussion. You'll be I'm lucky if he, can... he doesn't get concertinaed. <laughs> Yeah. I'm surprised his skull's still in one piece with the with the yeah. force that I had him with. Yeah, glass staff, more like glass skull. Am I right? <laughs> oh, actually, I'll just grab his staff that got tossed off over here. Whoa! Oh, jeez! <laughs> You've been waiting to say that one. <laughs> it's already been said once tonight. All right. Okay, I'm gonna. Um, yeah, so, um, can I just spend some time? Like adding to American's bindings and try to like put one around his mouth and make sure he's like super tied up. Yeah, you you can give me a survival roll as well. I rolled a twenty-two. Hey, that's better. Yeah, you basically take a look over American's uh, like bindings and you look over at her and kind of just shake your head and you just get to work <laughs> tying this amazing. Um, not and American just looks down and and she she can't see the difference between what you've done <laughs> and what she had done. She's just like, you just redone what I did. Okay, so and it's is, it, is, it, is there an elf version of mansplaining? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we tie a knot. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> Unbelievable! Nobles think they know everything. All right. <clears throat> Um, yeah, so once Kill's finished tying him up, I'm just going to chuck him up on my shoulder, fireman's lift, and like, right, where do we go? I'm assuming he's not so there. So the Baron's got the staff? Yeah. Okay. All right, so what are you guys wanting to sort of check out in this room? I'll check out his little um, homework station. Yeah, so <laughs> you can you can see that he's got various papers and notes sort of stacked neatly on the desk. Um Looks like there's just a lot of uh, little written notes, uh, order, you know, written orders to apothecaries and alchemists uh, from nearby settlements and stuff um, for more materials for for his workshop next door. Um, but you also find a letter uh, that's that's been um, looks like it's had like a like a an uh, almost like a stamp, a, like a stamp seal kind of thing. Not uh, nothing. It looks like it's been done with ink, and it's just a black spider. Uh, this specific note. Hmm. Um, so the only thing on it is a black spider, or the, there's the seal. And what else? So I'll show you what the um, I'll show you what this note says. So does it has that all popped up for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I might as well read it out as well. So it says, "Lord Albrecht, my spies are never went to tell me that strangers are due to arrive in Fandolin." They could be working for the dwarves. Capture them if you can, kill them if you must, but don't allow them to upset our plans. See that any dwarven maps in their possession are delivered to me with haste. I'm counting on you, Iano. Don't disappoint me. And it's got the little spider stamp underneath. So is he Iano Ulbrich? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you can only put two and two together that uh, Iano's surname is Ulbrich. Can I, um, in the process of kind of tying him up a mm-hmm. bit more securely, can I search him? Uh, yes, yes, you may. Um, it looks like... 
and then he's being carried by Loris. Let's have a look and see what he's actually got on him. He's carrying his his um his wizard tome um that you saw him run off with earlier. Um <laughs> And it looks like that and the staff was really the only thing he things he managed to grab um, as he as he took off out of his room. Okay. Uh, as we as Loris, uh, Silda, myself, and um, Iano arrive into the room, I toss the the wizard tome to to the Baron. Say Ooh. you may find this of use. Thank you. <clears throat> this looks interesting. Yep. I'll um. I'll just pop that in my satchel for now. After I'll, I'll, I'll leaf through it and then put it away. Um, can I check his desk for any secret secrets? Secret like a, a secret compartment. Uh, it looks just to be just a just a, a normal desk from what you can tell. There's no other sort of further secrets. Um, it's mainly just uh, his writing desk, uh, and it seems like the room he went through earlier may have been where he did most of his work. Cool. Well, you like secret doors. I was just wondering if you had secret um, drawers. Sig. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sig searches the, the workshop to see what he can find. Okie dokie. Uh, let's have a look. Uh, Um, yeah, so there's basically so there's lots of again uh, sort of like a larger version of what was happening on his on his work desk. There's just a, a bunch of different books um, and notes. Uh, is anyone proficient in Arcana with with you guys? Yes. Yeah. Uh, as as you sort of walk into the room, um, Baron, you kind of note that one of the books just kind of stands out as you walk in and you can t- see straight away that it looked to be a um, something about uh, invisibility potions, like some, like a how-to um, or something that he was trying to study on how to make invisibility potions. Um, Actually, I am too. Oh, there we go. Well, then you noticed, you noticed the book too. I've um, noticed it. <laughs> um, I've noticed these things. Um, but Baron, as, as you... Look at Baron and I go, you noticed what I noticed. Yeah, yeah, see that. Um, <laughs> investigation, investigation of the book shows that he's kind of, it's more of like a diary of, of trying to perfect the invisibility potion. And at the end of the, the on the last page, there's, there's basically a whole bunch of blank pages at the back. And the last page that he was had written um, basically shows that he hasn't succeeded in creating an invisibility potion yet. Um, but you do find... Well, he wrote it in invisible ink. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, all you know is that there are empty pages. <laughs> oh, um, among the books is a tome written in Dwarvish. So I don't know if anyone uh, can... I speak Dwarvish. Oh, nice. Looks like this room is all for you. Um, and what else is in here? Uh, most of... <laughs> Most of the materials in this room seem to have like there's kind of no value, but there are three small bottles that hold uh, rare reagents like mercury, dragon's bile, and a uh, powdered nightshade that you think you could probably, if you could, couldn't use, you could probably get a good twenty five gold from each if you were to sell them to someone who could use them. Um, awesome. So mercury, powdered dragon's bile, and what's the other uh, one? Uh, mercury, dragon bile, and powdered nightshade. Cool. Um, did you want? Did you want to inspect that dwarvish book at all, Baron? Yes, please. Okay, so as you flick through it, you notice it's like a journal of an adventurer called Ermon, 
uh, obviously a dwarvish adventurer, describes the history of the lost mine of Fandalva and the forge of spells. Uh, it I'll read it out to them while you're saying it. <laughs> sure. It basically goes over a lot of what Sildar told you um, back in the Goblin Cave uh, in, in regards to the, 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 the attack on Fandalva. Um, in addition, Ermon records that a magic mace named Lightbringer uh, was commissioned by priests of Lathander, the god of dawn, from the mages working with the gnomes and dwarves of the Fandalva's Pact. The mace was lost when Wave Echo Cave and its mine vanished from history. So it's a... Who made the mace? Uh, it, it was commissioned by priests of Lathander, the god of dawn, uh, from the mages working with the gnomes and dwarves of the Fandalva's Pact. Right. Who was making it? Was it dwarves that were making stuff? Was it dwarves and elves together? Is that what you see? No, gnomes and dwarves. Oh, yeah. Fancy. Uh, I'm just going to call through and just say, perhaps gather up anything that looks interesting. We we do have a limited stay here. Yeah. As you say that, Loris notices um, the chest at the end of the bed that's kind of <laughs> sitting. <laughs> sitting. He, he also has glassed off over his shoulder, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I've got uh, one hand free. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm just, I'm just making sure that glass stuff is not down here while we're up here. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no. we're just gonna glass stuff is with me. I'll, um, I'll move him onto a different layer so he's gone. Uh, so yeah, so he's on Loris's shoulder. So Loris, you notice at the foot of the bed, there's a sturdy, unlocked wooden chest. Um, Hi. that's wide open. You can see like just a bunch, bunch of loot within this, within this chest. Well, you know, I'm taking it. So whatever it is, someone can just write it down. What, what's in there that's of interest? I'm hoping maybe some healthy, some health potions, but. <laughs> so okay. we'll just, we'll just go through what's in here. Um, since yep. you, since you are keeping track of the money, uh, Gil, there's 180 silver pieces, 130 gold pieces. So nice. This looks to be like almost two months worth of, of just like looting and pillaging. Um, there's a silk pouch containing, Five carnelians that are worth about <laughs> ten carnelians. Hey, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's definitely carnelian. Um, with about ten gold each, two peridots worth uh, fifteen gold each. Sorry, go, go back. <laughs> I got the five carnelians. Uh, worth about ten gold piece each. Um, two peridots worth fifteen gold pieces each. And a pearl yep. worth a hundred gold pieces. Ooh. It also contains two magic items um, that Silda recognizes as uh, as um, belonging to Iano. Something that Iano left um, uh, Neverwinter with, uh, and it seems to be a scroll of charm person and a Ooh. and a scroll of fireball. So that's so yeah. I knew how scrolls worked. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys want me to hold the scrolls, or do you want to, does somebody else want to hold scrolls? Uh, you, you hold them for now. We'll figure out how to use them. Yeah, Joe. Effectively, if they're on your list of spells that you can use, then this is just like a freebie one-off that you can cast. And once it's consumed, it's gone. Um, yeah. And can I just clarify, Baron? You took the wizard tome and the glass stuff and have them in your inventory, yeah? Yes. Well, and, the dwarvish and the dwarvish yeah. and the how-to invisibility potions that is unfinished okay, cool. <laughs> so I, just, I, won't, 
I won't capture anything that you've got on your. Oh, okay. I'll just highlight it if it's only me that's got it. Um, speaking of that that stuff, you've kind of had a look over it. Um, uh, could you give me a history check, uh, Shannon? History? Yeah. Uh, yep. Just to see if you can recognize what kind of stuff this is. Yeah. 15. With a 15, yeah. You've, you've, yeah. you've heard, you've, you've seen or heard tales of this stuff before with the, the glass topping on the end of the staff. Um, and you know it as the staff of defense. Um, oh. So what I'll do, do you want me just to say what it can do or do you want me to cut and paste that in so you can? Both. Okay, I'll, re- I'll read it out so, <laughs> so people know exactly what it is that you've got here. Okay, so ignore the description of it because I changed what it looks like. But it's a, <laughs> it weighs about three pounds. You must be attuned to the staff to gain its benefits and cast its spells. While holding the staff, you have a plus one bonus to your AC. The staff has ten charges, which are used to fuel the spells within it. Uh, with the staff in hand, you can use your action to cast one of the following spells um, if it's on your class's spell list. Mage armor or shield. Uh, no components are required. Staff regains 1d6 plus 4 expended charges each day at dawn. If you expend the staff's last charge, roll a d20. On a 1, it shatters and is destroyed. Cool. So it's, I'd say that's that's probably our first magical item, which is awesome. Oh. Awesome. Okay. Shield. Second, because technically the hammer's a magical item. That's, so. yeah, that's a good point. That's good. It's, not, it's not a magic item. You don't have to be attuned to it. This is uh, It's just a plus 1. Um, I'll tell everyone what I know about it. Yeah, cool. I'll just repeat what you Cool. All right. Um, so you guys have kind of looked through and looted the majority of this room. Um, Silda is is looking a little dejected. He's kind of hanging back. Let's bring him into the room near the stairs. Um, and he, he just sort of looks up at you guys and says, well, have you taken all of my friend's belongings? Are, this, are, you, quite, uh, are you quite happy with what we've done here today, guys? Sig pulls the hammer right up to his chest. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) This man has been killing and pillaging the village for unknown time. He's no one's friend. He's your enemy. So I take it you'll be returning these to the rightful owner then? Just be quiet, old man. I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) Classic Dildar guilt trip. (laughs) All right, so what would you guys like to do next? Uh, I'd like to go and save the town, please. Yes. All we right. need to make sure those red brands don't start any more violence. Could I get uh, some clarity before when you said four peop- four red brands, were they going from the town to here or were they going from here to the town? Uh, from from the sleeping giant uh, in to here. Yeah, and those are the ones that fell into your trap that you made and burned or on the door. <laughs> Cool. So well, they, they were, shouldn't be attacking the town, right? They were shouting something about traps and the place being under attack. So I, I, I don't know. It sounds like they already knew of uh, the trap. Oh, that's weird. Well, did you Maybe walk past like, any burned men? Let's put it that way. Uh, no, uh, they all seemed fine. The ones heading up, that's for sure. How did you get in here then, if you haven't walked past them? They clearly recognized him. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant, did I see, like, were one of the four that were heading up with they burn? I walked past all your carnage, yeah. Uh, the dead bodies. There's some kind of horrific creature back there in the chasm as well. Yeah, I see what you guys have done. Well done, yeah. Another guilt trip. <laughs> You're in no position to take the high road, Dildar. 
Yeah. It's like you guys are forgetting that my best friend uh, is, is a, a murderer. No, we're not exactly. forgetting that. Is a murdering necromancer who turns um, goblins into zombies and has been ruining the town for however long. He's your best friend. And, yeah, yeah. And we just read like, he's been <laughs> in to, to harm others and, and kill if need be. Which you, I am literally just finding out about. Thank you. Yes. And it kills me. Yeah. He yeah, was. So, why are you defending him then? <laughs> I, I, I'd like to turn to the party and just say, and just kind of raise my hands up in kind of a calming motion and just say, look, yeah. Uh, Obviously, no one is a fan of glass stuff here. Well, um, besides, it's unfortunate that Silda was uh, friendly with him before. I'm sure that is no longer the case, right, Silda? You did surrender your weapon, and you've been nothing but compliant since we found out. Um, I suggest the most important thing is now the town, rather than who is right and who is wrong. All right, so how would you guys like to... Are you guys done with the red brand hideout? Yeah. Indeed. Yes. Okay. All right, that sounds great. Uh, I assume you guys wanted to just head out the way that you guys came back in, or did you want to go out uh, through the southern wall that got blocked up? Is there any specific way that you'd like to leave? Should we go out the other way, because we didn't actually see some stuff. Should we just... Oh, what do you think? Should we walk yeah. out this through this unexplored part, or just the back? Whichever the way quick is way. to the town. Okay. Probably easier not to try and move all those boulders and whatnot. Oh yeah, the boulders. And potentially go somewhere where we're not prepared to take on. Let's just go back the way we came. Mm-hmm. Wait, so I, I I missed something. Are we venturing through the unexplored areas, or just going back? No. No. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, there's there's nothing that sort of gets in the way uh, of of you you exiting. Um, so we'll just move you guys back onto the Fandolin map. Whoa, we did it! <laughs> and <Yay>. um, and <laughs> as we still haven't found a new room. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, and as you exit, that brings us to the end of Act Two. Yay! We moved the story along. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Good no. job, fellows. Yeah. This, Hello, this is where you normally would have leveled up, but we did that last week because you guys were desperate for any kind of forward progression. Um, I thought that was all the extra goblins. I mean, that too. Yeah, you guys kind of deserved it. Um, all right, so. Wh- wh- oh, wait. Oh, no. Uh, no. Wait. Ignore me. Ignore me. All that. I don't have a green light. It doesn't work. <laughs> Thank you. So we, we I would you- have done something, but. Where would you guys like to head from here? I think we make a beeline for the sleeping giant. Correct. Agreed. Sure. With uh, so you were carrying glass stuff on your shoulder, Silda yeah. following behind. It's have I still got Silda on this map? I don't think I do. That's right. Let's just we'll, actually no. I'm going to need to bring in his token because last time I got rid of his token. I completely forgot he was with you guys, and then he just, <laughs> I, had to, I had to make up an excuse for where he had gone. So. And we missed his company so much. <laughs> yeah, I so, can tell. So There's much. giant Silda. Oh, that's a huge Silda. Yeah. 
Okay. And he doesn't. I always thought he was older. He's still pretty big. Yeah, his token is just young yeah. and handsome. Yeah, I know. I, know. I didn't. I didn't want him to be young. I wanted him to be old and annoying. Um, which he is. <laughs> which is accomplished. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So. Um, you guys are making your way down to the sleeping giant. As you get, it's 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 almost pitch um, black out here. At this, it's looks to be about two in the morning right now. Um, so you, the images you got aren't quite matching up with the the, the cycle that we're running at. Um, you can see sort of down the the path that there are a few lights left on, uh, or flickering in the windows of some of these places. Um, but there's there's plenty of light coming from the sleeping giant. The, the tavern in front of you at the bottom of the hill. What do we hear? Um, you can you can hear just uh, sort of chatting and laughter and and um, basic, basically uh, normal merriment, really. Everyone seems to be having a good time in there. Um, strangely, it sounds not as loud as the, the Stonehill Inn was when you last went there. Like, you can hear voices, you can hear laughter, but it doesn't sound like it's coming from many. Clearly, it's a second-rate bar in the town. Should we deliver okay. Mr. Glassstaff to the town hall, or should we make our assault on this sleeping giant inn first? I'm not sure we're in a position to make an assault on anything right now. I, I think if it's if it sounds like merriment and yeah, there's what no obvious danger, I think we should go straight to Daran. Should I at least, or would one of us at least try and peek through the window or see if what's going on in there? Perhaps. Agreed. Perhaps they're merriment at the expense of an innocent. We can't we can't risk that. Even if we were to get the numbers of red brands, that could better inform our actions. Mm. What red brands? <laughs> exactly. Sig peeks through the sleeping giant window. Yeah, cool. So you can um, give me a perception check, please. Six rolls of 17. Cool. Um, you, you peek through the window and you can see um, maybe like five uh, red brands. One of them looks to be oh uh, missing a lot of hair. It looks like it's been burnt off. Uh, he's, he's, he's kind of looking a little singed, um, but he's, he's drinking. He also looks quite intoxicated. And they're all just sitting around having a bit of a laugh. And there's about, there's about five at one table. The rest of the, the inn looks pretty... Pretty empty. Sig turns to the party and relays the information. There's five drunk red brands. Should we attack now? Strange that they would be making merry if they know their base is in danger. I'm happy to capitalise on their foolishness. Mr. Loris, what can you say? I'm a, I'm a little um, I'm a little uneasy about uh, charging into a pub when we're a not as strong as we could be. We have a unconscious wizard on my shoulder. It, it seems foolhardy, but if you wish to go and you think it's the best move, then sure. Uh, and Silda sort of says, uh, "If you'd like, I could take uh, Iano to the Townmaster's Hall and no. get him put into that cell." No. You're not we stick together. <laughs> I say we old. leave them be. If they're not harming anybody, we've got more important things to do. Mm. Has an hour passed since um, 
encountering glass stuff? No, no. It's probably only been about 30 minutes since he was knocked unconscious. Okay, cool. I think it's. I think with the unconscious, is like a roll to see how many hours he's out for. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah, I think it's like a D4 or something. Let me double check. Shall we head to the Eldermarth Orchard then and drop this yes. villain at Darren's feet? Yeah, sure. Then we'll come back and kill these guys. Yeah. <laughs> and I I'm think sure we should can. also... Or maybe have a sleep. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm we should sure. put the town master in a cage at some point. Oh, I'm all for that. I'm totally all for that. <laughs> Best thing I've heard all night. Poor Harbin. No, Harbin and Harbin like Sildar cannot be trusted. <laughs> Sildar's okay. How can you not trust no, regardless, regardless I mean, they're both annoying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but only one is a criminal. <laughs> okay, well, so Sildar did make friends with uh, with our enemy here. So just uh, he's not the best judge of character. I just Dude. mainly think he's annoying. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that too. And he shows up when you least need him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's ready to help. Oh, thanks so much. We just finished killing about 20 people. <laughs> Here comes the cavalry. <laughs> Thank you. That's the quote. He's just like, oh, what a shame I'm late. <laughs> oh, but he's such a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys are bullies to poor Sildar. <laughs> that isn't healed regains one hit point after 1d4 hours all right well okay i i know it would have rolled so that's where so it walked yeah, properly to the eldermouth orchard mm. okay Let, let's get it let's get this guy in a cage and we can deal with him later and then we can then we can deal with the red branch and then we can deal with the town master yes sig would like to approach the the structure and knock on the door. You can see as you sort of um, get closer to the to the um, orchard house, orchard house, the house in the orchard. Um, that cidery, uh, cidery. That all of the all there's no lights um, on inside here at the moment. Bang um, louder. Keep <laughs> the door in. Okay, so as no, you don't destroy his property, he does not take kindly to that. Can we try to be a bit more civil to him this time? Wasn't it you and Gil that were giving him some lip last time? No, it was me. (laughs) (laughs) It was all all Gil. So I'm sure Gil was involved in that somewhere. I'm pretty certain you threatened to break his trees or burn down his orchard as well, Laura. So let's... (laughs) (laughs) So this is... No, it's his trees. absolutely did do that. You absolutely did. Um, It must have been only after he pissed me off. What what did he? Do? Okay, then we'll take that's that offline. We'll take the whole that. situation. I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> so much has happened. I can't remember. Um, I was I was passed out drunk. Yeah, yeah. You so I've were. never met him. Okay, so what order are you guys lining up on his porch? Basically, like how are we? How, what's he going to see if should he open the door? I'll take the lead. I believe he has an affinity for like. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. He's an elf, isn't he? Yeah, I remember yes. him. A mildly racist fellow, yes. Mildly. That's fair. That's mildly fair. Racist. I'm just going to stand behind Merican with um, glass stuff on my shoulder. 
ready to kind of drop glass stuff on the floor as soon as the elf opens the door and looks at you. All right, so Murican, you're going to be front and center on the door. Loris, you're going to be standing, towering over her behind her with uh, yeah. with Silda. Uh, sorry, with not Silda. He doesn't need a ride I could today. Do with, I could do it with Silda as well if you want. <laughs> you glass stuff over your shoulder. All right, so as you knock and knock and knock, you eventually hear just these kind of like tired footsteps kind of making their way to the door. Um, and the door opens but a crack and uh, you can hear Darren say, Oh good, this is exactly what it was that I needed at this time of night. Loris <laughs> is so triggered. Um, all, he's opened it up. All he can really see all he can really see is is your face, Murican. Um he says uh, can a man, can a man not get any rest from, uh, from you lot these days? You guys have been, there's been a lot of word of you guys in this town, uh, in the last 24 hours. Well, uh, yes, uh, we've, we've got more news for you, actually. We've got a, a knocked out necromancer with us and we need help. And at hearing that, I'm just going to drop a medis feet. Well, the door he hasn't he hasn't opened up the door yet, so uh, it's, it's yeah on the porch. Like, oh, oh, right, okay. the door body right there. Cool. He hears he hears that what you've said, American, and he hears the thump of a of a body, and the the tiredness just goes from his face, and he swings the door open to see Glass Staff, um, unconscious on his on his porch, and he's like, and he says, uh, "What have what what is this? What have you done? Whoa, is." Is this who I think it might be? Well, who do you think it is? We know him as Glassstaff and Iano. I've never heard the name Iano, but Glassstaff? Yes, we've uh, we've only heard stories of him. He's been quite the menace the last few months. Yes, well, we, we took matters into our own hands when we learned the town was in uh, peril. So are you willing to help us? Absolutely, absolutely. Why... Look, if you uh, if you let me if you take him off your hands, maybe you could do something for me. Like take him off already. <laughs> well, surely, surely, shut up. Surely, you brought him to me because you lack the ability to deal with him yourselves. Well, we just don't know what to do. We don't want to just kill him. We don't want to take the law into our own hands. We've already done enough of that tonight. We need more knowledge. Yes, and uh, once me and the rest of the order uh, question him, really figure out what it was he was after and, and how he was able to do the things he was able to do, then uh, we'll make sure he uh, gets what he deserves. What does he deserve? <laughs> that is What's something... your idea of justice? Well, I'm not. I'm. I am merely a single elf. Uh, it'll be up to the order to decide. Spatula. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sig would like to walk forward and take off his helmet. Excuse me, sir. I owe you no apology. I've since heard of the good things you've done for this town. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I was a bit of a bit of a dick. Mm. And he, he kind of just, he looks at Sig and he gives him a nod uh, and he says, so do we have an agreement? Uh, I take him off your hands and you do me the smallest of favours. What is the favour? You may remember I talked to you about uh, 
some trouble? In the yes. cave, wasn't it? Uh, no, no, an, an old an old well. There's been a uh, story of people being chased from the area uh, by the undead. We've seen many undead this evening. You've proven uh, you've proven yourselves. I was quite skeptical uh, of your abilities earlier, and quite frankly, I was insulted by your demeanor. But to bring Glassstaff to me, well, I, I can only believe that you guys, you lot, would uh, be up to the challenge of seeing w what these undead are up to. Right. From what we've heard around the town, we should, as a group, consider ourselves allies of the Order. Is that not right, all? Do, do we know, as uh, a question for the DM, mm -hmm. like, would we know who the Order is? Like, is that a common, like, no. would most people understand who the Order are? No, you guys you guys haven't heard um, of, of this Order. Well, he hasn't even really given you the name of this Order yet, so... All you know of it is the order, and that could mean anything to you guys right now. But, but everybody seems to talk highly of, of this fellow. Yeah, the the town, the town knows of the order. Okay. Hmm. Uh, well, what do you think? So Gil steps forward and he just says, We lay the killer of your friend at your feet, and this is the reaction you have? And he, he looks you square in the eyes and says, uh, there is a certain professionality that I need to give this job. Being part of the order is, is no light thing. I may be seething inside right now, for all you are aware. Speaking of which, you, uh, you didn't happen to find his family, did you? My friend. Uh, we, we did find, unfortunately, the dead body of your friend, but no, we have not found his family. They were taken by the Red Brands. I fear, I fear they may be dead now. Uh, could you tell us a little more of the order? This is, uh, we are not, we are not from here, and we don't uh, understand the significance, though. The town seems to speak very highly of you and, and the role you've played, and hence I, too, come bearing my apologies, and I kind of brush my cape back and kind of open up, like, provide an open gesture. Um, he stands tall uh, and says, uh, The Order of the Gauntlet, uh, I'm surprised you haven't heard our names. We are a small but devout group of vigilant, uh, vigilantes, basically, to you may have noticed Fandolin isn't exactly run too well here. So we try to do our best to protect others from the de depredations of evildoers. The order is always vigilant, always ready to smite evil and enforce justice. And yet you allow that fat man in charge of the town. <laughs> and the well, brand. Yeah, something of vigilantes ourselves, as you can see. <laughs> Which is why I thought you would be up to the task <clears throat> of the well. I thank you for bringing me Glassstaff. And yes, Goliath, the, the, the town's master has, he, uh, 
Look, you need to start at a certain place, and we were getting certain information from him. It wouldn't have uh, been the right decision to take get rid of him early on in the piece. Seems maybe we've um, reduced the need for information from this man. And he he looks he looks up at you, and he sort of looks at the rest of you, and says, "Excuse, would you repeat yourself?" Can we leave this stick alone? I don't like it anymore. Is this, is, is this something Loris is saying or something David is saying? Loris is just going to say, can we just leave this guy alone? He's frustrating. He Sing annoys me. Put a hand on Loris's shoulder and walk him down the path away. <laughs> Good move, Sig. Yeah. Um, as we came through the town, was there any kind of uh, kerfuffle or anything? It's, it's like 2 a.m. There's like most people are asleep. Um, so it wasn't like there was a bunch of red brands like going house to house slaughtering people. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I <laughs> I promise I would have mentioned that if that was the case. Okay, <laughs> okay that's cool. Good. Yeah, it's yeah. good to know. In yeah. that case, I uh, look at the party and they say it would seem as though the the order this order uh, that Master Daran is part of are better equipped than we are to. Um, to look after um, Glassstaff. Uh, do we still agree that information needs to be extracted from him? Or Yes, especially we... if we know about the, the wife and child of, of this fellow. Uh, if you are able to visit this well for me, I, I'm certain we can get further information from this coward uh, by the time you return. Mm -hmm. I think we need to secure the town, first of all. We've, uh, as you can imagine, uh, absconding with glass staff from Tresenda Manor was not uh, easy, and many of the red brands have fallen. How, how many? I mean, we've been, we've been counting their numbers, trying to keep a tally on exactly how many there are. Just, do you know of the number you have taken down? 1,600, 1,700. More than you. No, I, I, I just... Uh, <laughs> I, I suspect in the... Sig knows he's been counting. I would say a baker's dozen. <laughs> 37 and a half. <laughs> Enough that we're absolutely exhausted, to be honest. Yes. yes. Look, I... From what I'm aware, there weren't many uh, in the town this evening. Uh, there were stories of many heading up to the manor, only one returning, and then many heading further back. Uh, I'm a, I, I, I think if you've taken care of that which was in the manor, there may not be many left at all. That is good. So we deal with them in the morning. They'll sure to be hungover, right? So they'll be less likely to be as dangerous. Or we could burn down the tavern. <laughs> with, with innocence in it. It's Perhaps just them in it. No, this is the evil guy tavern. Yeah, but yeah. surely there's the, the person behind the bar and whatever the wait staff are not <laughs> they just Person, help them Personally, I don't think we should burn down the tavern. <laughs> I think, we should, I, I think we should have a, a nice sleep sleep. That would be good. Perhaps we, we should... Wait. We could wait until they 
drink too much and pass out. Perhaps we should finish delivering this this mage to this guy. Yeah. And we can talk about our plans on the way back to town. Yeah. I don't think I want this guy knowing what we're doing. <laughs> okay. So, I trust, I trust Duran implicitly. He is a fine fellow. Cool. He looks up at uh, at Loris and says, "Could you help me uh, bring this man inside and uh, and then I'll get ready and send a note out to the order and we'll start our uh, investigations." Reluctantly, I will. I'm not happy helping this elf, but I will help him. I'm just going to pick up um, Glass Staff by the scruff of his neck and kind of drag him in and just kind of put him somewhere. Yeah, cool. Cool. As he does so, Sig will grab the feet so he can get a look inside this guy's house. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, What kind of decor does he have? Uh, Very good. Are you going to map it out quickly? Um... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I don't look. I don't. I don't have a map a, a map ready for this. Uh, what? So well, I'm sorry. How do you? Um, it, it looks to be to be filled with uh, barrels of of fruit from his orchard. There's it, other than it looks to be actually almost filled with that. It's like uh, if you didn't know he was a, a vigilante. Um, you would have absolutely assumed this was his his main job. Um, he looks to live pretty. Like well, but it's it's not all um, fancy. It's all. It just looks like he lives a pretty so it's modest. More life. of a warehouse than a it living look, room. It's a house, but it's being used like a storeroom. Yeah, Sig is happy with what he sees. Yeah, it's not all cider and toffee apples up in here. <laughs> <laughs> the last shipment went out yesterday. <laughs> mm, I am I'm hungry. Toffee apples. All right. So, is that you guys done with um, Darren Aldenath? Well, I, I am. Could I ask him about this well, where it is, and what is happening with it? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, let's have a quick look. There is some information about that we do need to know. Uh, definitely not there. <laughs> Here. Um, <laughs> The well smells like the next act to me. <laughs> um, yes, it's a probably a good couple of days uh, travel uh, before you reach there. And, uh, it's an old well. It's not. It was meant to not be used anymore. But like I said, people that have been visiting there have been uh, chased away or attacked by the undead, and uh, we just need to know what's going on over there. It's off to right. the off to the northeast of Fandolin. Could you draw me a little map? Um, and he marks on the map, uh, on which I'll show you uh, when you hit uh, soon, I guess, um, where on the, where it is. So. Actually. Oh, Brian, you're so organised. This is yeah. wonderful. Thank you. I'm yeah. writing it all down. Okay. Um, but and and uh, Darren wishes you all uh, safe travels as he as he heads back into the house and and shuts the door to get ready for uh, what he needs to do next. Um, Enjoy your apples. <laughs> uh what you do here next is is a is a familiar sound uh and just uh, <laughs> from the from the hill from the hill to the north you just you just hear oh <laughs> things are about to get real you know oh, that's which part of them is it now well, he's just a, a mishmash of parts. Uh, he's missing two fingers, as Sig 
I believe Sig still has them. In fact, Sig can feel them kind of wiggling <laughs> in his in his pocket or pouch. Where, where are you holding them? In my battle pouch. In the battle pouch. Your battle pouch just starts to kind of wiggle a little bit, and that's that's the first thing you. Um, notice and realize that something's wrong and then you hear the cry of uh, our good friend uh, Billy Goblin coming down the, the hill to the north um, and he's, he just sort of looks down upon you guys and he says it's time again you thought it was all over but you don't know anything I'm gonna keep coming back and this will get tedious after a while <laughs> Uh, and he he just <laughs> um, and I'll get, I'll get everybody to roll initiative, please. Uh, click your tokens. Not like we're not practiced at this by now, but yeah. <laughs> I still can't find where the initiative button is. Oh, here we go. I rolled a we'll, we'll, six. We'll go through in order of rolling, just so everyone can hear what has been rolled. Sig has rolled a four. <laughs> and, and Loris? Rolled a six. Okay. You rolled a 16. Medicaid an 18. Rolled a 10. How dare you, Brian? <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought we agreed we'd go down the list. Well, on my one, it's above. Oh, there we go. So oh. this, that's where there's going to be confusion. Oh. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't jump the order. That sounds like, a, that sounds like a Sildar excuse. <laughs> yeah, um, and and uh, Billy Goblin has rolled a seven. So let's get start at the top, Baron. You you turn your gaze uh, up the hill, and you can see just the, with the from the light Fuck. of the moon this um, this emaciated, scarred up version of Billy Goblin. He's so far uh, away. Oh, he's closer than that. He's definitely closer okay. than that. He's. <laughs> I normally like undead, but he's really getting on my nerves. Yeah, fair enough. He's pretty, he's pretty um, close now. Oh, he's getting close. <laughs> Is he shambling towards us? Yeah, he's, sh- he's and he's kind shambling. of like stumbling down the hill as well. Okay, well, I... Uh, Here comes Daddy! <laughs> he says. Fuck off, Daddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to yell out, your master is locked up, you piece of shit. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast ice knife at him. Oh, nice knife! Nice knife. Yeah. <laughs> nice knife. Um, <laughs> that's uh, one d twenty plus five. Sorry, I thought I had it. Okay. Um, that's twenty one. Okay. So it should hit him. Oh, that's a different One d ten piercing damage to his face. <laughs> nice. Oh damn! Oh, one. Yeah, God. <laughs> oh, it is a hit though, and so I mean, it, it, yeah. it, you kind of just caught him on the edge of the shoulder, and as it hits, it just instantly explodes. Mm. Um, it's to be the thirteen on Dex. And he does not. He does not beat a, th- a thirteen. Okay, and then he's going to get. 2d6 damage, which comes out probably to 1 as well. No, a 9. Oh, nice. That's good. That's so very good. 10 all up. Um, so that ice knife kind of like uh, hits into his shoulder and just explodes and shards of this ice knife kind of like splinter uh, up and down the so- his side. And he just goes, oh, oh, that's cold. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
um, <laughs> seeming to not care too much about the damage. Now, Gil, what did you roll? Sorry. Uh, it'll be 16. 16. Okay. I ran behind the um, wall, by the way. Okay, cool. Gil, uh, you're up next. Uh, I'm going to reuse a joke because I'm running out. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'm just going to call out and say, after losing all of your body parts, you're nothing but the Hoblin Goblin. <laughs> all right. And let's say... He needs to roll a wisdom saving throw. He's rolled a 16, and he just shouts out... It's sufficient. Get some new material, jeez! <laughs> you I'm working on my think five, that's right? good enough? <laughs> uh, okay. That's uh, my turn. Cool. Murican, over to you. He's a classic. <laughs> so sick of this hideous little troll. <laughs> Disgusting. Smelly. I, I uh, draw my short bow and take aim. Roll to hit. All right. That is a I hit. I have rolled a 19. That is a hit. And uh, so For we're... kissing damage of seven. Take you're... that, you ugly, smelly, disgusting. Um, you, <laughs> you say that as the... You, you voice that as the arrow, as you let go of the arrow, and before it gets to his head, he's like... Wow, tell me how you really feel. And it just uh, sinks directly into the middle of his forehead, um, puffing like green goop out the back of his head. And he just flops down onto the ground. Billy Goblin is dead once more. Yay. That's the first time they've killed him. (laughs) How does he keep coming back? Mm. Can we burn his body? Yeah, I think we should burn his body to stop him coming back. All right. He'll just come back as a burnt corpse. I know it, but <laughs> at least it'll make it a bit more inconvenient for him. Light him up. Light him Do up. Yeah. Smoke him if you got him. <laughs> Before he burns, Sig will walk up, take out his knife, and take off another finger. <laughs> I am keeping, I am keeping note of this. Three fingers now. Yeah. Sig like, like getting his um, pouch fingered. Basically. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. So you understand that Goliath reference. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> you can do this shot, can <laughs> As you guys uh, drop Billy Goblin to the ground and walk away from the orchard, we do find ourselves beginning Act Three. No way. The no, spiders. Two X. Oh, what's going on? It's all about this. This is what I was trying to do before. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, now that now that we're releasing these podcasts, I'm just like, man, I just want to know what people think before I tell people that that was a smoke machine. <laughs> that's, my, that's my iron lung. <laughs> it's my sleep apnea machine. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. So where are you guys headed? It's like I said, it's about two o'clock in the in, in the middle of the night. The moon is high. I'm. I'm good with like sitting up camp here and sleeping, but if someone has somewhere where we can just have a rest, that'd be great. Why not go back to the inn where we are most welcome? Sure. The good guy <laughs> in with the, the good cute little kitty. Oh, I thought you meant the sleeping giant. No. no. The other one. <laughs> <laughs> right. I believe that's Stonehill the Stonehill Inn. Yeah, the Stonehill okay. Inn. It's good. 
That large, friendly bartender. Toblin. Toblin, Toblin. that good old boy. (laughs) (laughs) Into the sleeping giant and end the red brands. I agree with Mr. Gill. They will be drunk on wine and mead. Oh, you make a good point. I mean, we've murdered so many of them tonight. Why stop now? Okay. Let's go. Lead the way. I wish I had saved my last spell slot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you guys head east uh, down on a away from the orchard and head down into the city as you sort of as you sort of get into the city you do hear um a couple of doors open and people making their way up towards um uh, darren's sort of property in that direction um and and as you guys make your way further east towards the sleeping giant um you pass the stone hill in and you can hear the last few patrons kind of wrapping it up you can hear the booming voice of toblin calling out last rounds as you walk past um and as you get to the sleeping giant you hear the noise from that table once more the uh there's a nice warm glow coming from the inside gil uh, i was just gonna ask so we hear people coming towards the orchard that as you as you guys hit the sort of uh center of the town you can hear kind of just some movement and there's a couple of doors you can hear opening and closing and people are heading up towards the orchard must be members can of we, the order. Can we check their, like, does it look like they they have ill intent? No, no, they they look like they just they're they're kind of heading up towards it. You. You it's it's the middle of the night. They're a decent, they're a decent way away from you, so you can't really tell much. They're not. I mean, what are you checking? How are you checking to see if they've got ill intent? Uh, I just want to see like what kind of people they are. Like, do they look like? They are locals. Do they look like red brands? Oh yeah, they're not red brands. They've, 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 they look like they're leaving the houses they live in. So it looks like they are locals. Okay. Yeah. Cool. If that's the case, then I'll do nothing else. Okay. Cool. So as you guys approach the sleeping giant, you see the uh, the warm light emitted from the the windows. You can you can hear the the <laughs> laughter and and shouting, uh, sort of within happy shouting. What would you guys like to do? Can I, I suggest kick... lay and wait out here. Lay and wait? Or we could just kick the door in and slaughter them now. Kick it in. That's one. I should say, if they were to stumble out the door drunk into the night, that would be an ideal ambush. Do they sound like they're willing to... They're, they're about, they're, do they sound like they're going to come out, or are we likely to be here all night and not get sleep? You should yell out, like, free pizza. (laughs) 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 And indeed, he takes that advice literally and yells out, free pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Not knowing what it means. is Is this something that's happening? Sid is absolutely doing that. Well, first of all, was that something that Baron was... Yeah, yeah, okay. something I would, Well, maybe not pizza. I don't know what kind of snack, like street snack food they have. Food like zones. zones. Yeah. <laughs> um, as as Sig shouts that, um, there's kind of a, a slightly sort of a drop in the volume of the um, of the laughter. Gil, I was just going to say, I'm just going to wind up like 
near the entrance with my rapier drawn, just kind of like waiting for someone to pop out. Okay. Um, you can hear sort of like the, 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 the chatter dulled down a little bit. Um, and you hear sort of, sort of, uh, just sort of low, low level talking happening. And one guy sort of appears at the window. Um, it's the guy with sort of the singed hair on his head. He's, it looks like he's, sort of, and he just look, he peers out the window to look around. So can I get a stealth roll from all of you guys? Uh, Reese? Can I react? Seagull smashes hammer through the window. Into his <clears throat> I, need, I need to get a stealth check from all of you guys first. <laughs> I rolled a 17. I rolled a 20. I rolled a 10. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, Byron. <laughs> I rolled a one and a six. Big rolled six. So as as you guys are sort of all standing outside the um, the sleeping giant, it seems to be only sort of like Gil and Mirican that have taken like uh, a position ready to ambush and the rest of you are just sort of, sort of standing right in front of the window. I'm seven foot tall. It's pretty hard. <laughs> it's pretty hard to hide. And the, um, the red brand... Sees like a Goliath. <laughs> How tall is Baron? He's, he's relatively shortish, isn't he? Five foot eight. Yeah, <laughs> and a and a heavily armored Sig standing at the um, uh, window. And I was uh, hiding in the tree, but oh, I didn't. I didn't hear I can, that. I can redo. I didn't hear that you were in that case with the um, one you fell out of the tree and he just sees okay. the, <laughs> yeah. he sees the Baron fall from the tree and he sort of takes a step back from the window and so, um and just kind wounded. of just he, he stops and he kind of looks over his shoulder and you see him mouthing something to his to his friends. Is the window the window's open, right? It's a closed window. Oh, okay. Just glass. Do you think they've fallen for the pizza gambit? <laughs> <laughs> and, I reckon. And he just, just he just cracks up. He just cracks up, and then the laughter erupts from behind him. Yep, Gil. Oh, sorry, Loris. Can I, I want to smash the window and grab him and pull him out? You, yeah, we could. Um, what would be a good role for that one? I that, I'm just wanted to. That's what I want to do. You yeah, tell me yeah, I, yeah. Oh. Isn't that what Sig was gonna do? <clears throat> no, Sig was gonna <laughs> smash his head in, but his head's not there. So I'm gonna pull him out and give him to Sig to smash his head in. <laughs> yeah, so he, he's kind of standing uh, like a step back from the from the yeah. window right now. A Goliath could absolutely smash his hand through that window and grab on. So we're going to do a dexterity to see if you can grab first. How f- okay. basically how f- how quick you've managed how to reach in. Right so you want a dexterity check or a check, not a save? A yeah? check, yeah. Okay, so I just roll dex. Okay, here we go. Um, that one. <clears throat> Oh yeah, you just nineteen. You you smash your hand through the window uh, and grab him by the, the the like the front of his his cloak and shirt. <clears throat> what do you do next? I'm gonna pull him out the window head first and drop him in front of sick. Yeah, cool. Give me a strength um, check on that as well. Right. Um, strength, 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 strength. Where are we? Oh, ah, there we are. Here it comes. Sorry. I rolled a 10. Fuck. I mean, a 10's enough to have him. You you haven't pulled him out of the window. You've kind of pulled him into the window, and he kind of doubles over uh, (laughs) onto the window. Uh, So he's kind of hanging 
Um, he's hanging over the edge of the window, sort of half in the building, half out. I'll step back and leave him there for Sigta. That is that is going to be enough to trigger uh, initiative. <laughs> um, I'm just going. Cool. Where am I? There. Um, I'm going to have a massive red brand arrive just for a second so I can move his initiative. Oh wow! Harold four. Oh Gil. Sig rolls fifteen. Um, everyone's rolls. Yeah. Baron cool. rolls. Uh, <clears throat> I rolled a fourteen. I rolled a thirteen. Okay. Cool. And I have a ten. Cool. So this couldn't have turned out any better with Sig at the top of the initiative order. Uh, can you give me whatever you'd like to be doing? Sig temporarily slings his shield onto his back, drops the hammer into a two-handed grip, and brings it down upon the red brand, trying to use the window to cleave him in twain. Oh, bro! <laughs> yeah, I like... He rolls to hit with a 16. Oh. A 16 is definitely a hit. Um, and that comes down... Uh, swiftly, and the 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 impact. So we're about to trying to hit him, like in the head and the stomach. Like, the noggin. Oh, <laughs> 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 the back pedal fell off. The hammer okay. got that. <laughs> yeah. The um, yeah, the, the hammer comes down, and it kind of uh, hits him more on the shoulder than it does on the head, and it's it just absolutely like comes down with huge amount of force. Um, and it just knocks the wind out of him, uh, and he he just kind of lets out. He just lets out an <coughs> as you as you bring that down on him. He's not looking very good. Uh, Is that the first time you've used your hammer? Nope. Now he like exploded a red brand's head or something last week. Yeah. Right. Um, anything else, Sig? That is all. Cool. Um, Baron, you've just fallen out of a tree. What are you up to next? Yep. I'm lying on the ground. I've winded myself a bit, but I'm able to point towards the guy, I think, and say, chill touch. Uh, a 19 oh, and two necrotic damage. Cool. That is a hit. Um, and he's looking, he's looking very... Uh, very bloodied right now. You can see the uh, small bloody sort of trickle coming out of his nose and it's kind of more dark, more black than it might normally be thanks to this uh, necrotic damage. Um, anything else? Nope. nope. Cool. Loris? Um, well, seeing there's a prone red brand in front of me, I, I guess I'm just going to finish what Sig couldn't do and uh, chop him in half. Okay. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, swing it's, away. It's, Seems appropriate. Yeah. Oh man, you guys are. It's a twenty-four. Very well. <laughs> Doing five slashing damage. Where are you sort of aiming uh, the axe head on this guy? Back of his head. Back of his head. In yeah, true Loris the... fashion, the yeah, head's coming off. Yeah, the the axe just splits the head straight, like open, and blood just pours all down the side of this this um. The, this tavern wall just out there from the window. Just, but that one is dead. I'm cool. just going to give Sig a bit of a, a knowing look and, and you know, precision. 
my friend, precision. <laughs> anything, anything else? Um, you um, can see through the window that there are four um, red brands, or three red brands sitting at a table and another one at the bar pouring his own drink, all kind of just looking towards you. They, their okay. laughter has stopped. Can I, can I, from where I am, can I just open the door? No, you're in, right in front of the window, oh, so. I'm right in front of the window. Okay, that's cool. I mean, you could, you could absolutely move over to the door. You've got movement. Yeah, I'm, I'll move just so slightly over to the door. Yeah. And just be ready for when they come out. Okay. Hard. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, American. So what you can see from your position is you can see through the window, you can see the same three red brands at the table. One of them's kind of standing up. The other two are seated. They've got their, their, their big sort of like mugs in their hands. And there's another one off to the side pouring his own drink at the bar. Right. Um, I, I um, look in and I call out to everyone, watch this. It always works super well. Oh, and I cast Entangle. Inside oh, the bar, hoping to fill the room with oh, wine yeah. yet again. Twenty foot. Okay, how big is this place? I center it inside the tavern so that it does not affect any of our party members. Especially sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. sick. <clears throat> okay. Sorry about that one. <laughs> All right, cool. We'll do some strength checks from inside. Um, the first red brand, how much do they need to roll? They do need to roll better than like 12 or something, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yes, that is my uh, spell save, so yes. Cool. The, the red brand that was standing at the table uh, manages to push away the vines as they grow up around him. Um, the one seated next to him has been just kind of bound to the chair with vines. Um the same goes for the one on the opposite side of the table. He's sitting down as well, and he too is bound and is kind of like pulled down onto the table. Um, so he's sort of bound to the chair and table. The one pouring his own drink is now uh, stuck to the bar with this, um, his hands in place, and the beer is just now slowly overflowing the, the, the handle and uh, onto the floor. Also fun. Yeah, three out of four ain't bad. Mm. Nice. Um, At least you didn't do any damage to me on this side. Yeah, well, well, it would have been good. Then. What you notice, what you notice as well, now that you look, is um, there's a there's sort of like what you can only assume is a tavern owner, I guess. Um, she's kind of at, at behind the bar as well, and the vines have grown up around her and is holding her in place too. There's always an innocent. <laughs> Uh, it is the ruffian's turn the one that was standing um, sort of uh, sees all the vines and is is completely confused and is incredibly intoxicated Uh, and he he goes oh oh dear oh boy Oh, and he kind of just is looking around and he sees Loris standing in the doorway and he looks down at his side, pulls his short sword out and just kind of just charges Loris. Um, and he just, he clumsily um, swipes down in front of Loris, uh, hoping to connect. Is he true in your reactions from people who have read it? Well, he's still inside the, inside um, the tavern. Okay. So he's just kind of like running up uh, to meet Laura standing in the doorway. 
and and swipes down and the first swipe uh just misses and clangs into the ground and then he kind of he's he just goes he looks up at Lois he goes here we go and he just comes and swings up another one um Oh dear. And uh, is a 17? That's a good hit. That's a good swipe. All right. And this, this, this time, and it just seems to be purely by chance, it just slashes across your chest, um, doing six damage. Oh. I hate these little, buggers. these little buggers. I hate them. Yeah. Seriously, I hate these um, The other ruffians are all going to try and. Nope, he failed. Uh, all right. The second one that was seated. Um, manages to struggle away the uh, the vines and stand up, but that's all he manages to do. The one at the bar is still stuck to the bar uh, with the beer flowing everywhere. And the barmaid or the owner uh, is also struggling to, to stay, um, to, to, to break out. And, and she's just kind of, she's she doesn't see she's not upset. She's not crying. She's not anything. She's more worried about the fact that the beer is, is being spilt everywhere and she sort of shouts out to you guys you're gonna pay for that aren't you <laughs> uh, <and, laughs> alright Gil it is your turn uh, I think seeing the the one reach out and slash Loros um, my instinct first of all is to try to end him but uh, first of all, I yell out, Zilda, and I toss him. <laughs> Actually, do something, you all. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, we're doing the initiative. All right, well, he just rolled a very good initiative roll, so we'll get him into that. Um, so is, nice. is that an action to toss him his... Sword? No, 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 that won't be an action. Uh, in that case, I'll try to uh, penetrate this red brand with my rapier. Okay. And I rolled a 24, oh, which is a great. Nice. Asgoetia Francis, are you there for this uh, for this <laughs> this crit? He did it just for you, I'm sure. So, yeah, so your rapier like just jams up. Whereabouts are you aiming on this guy? Uh, I'm trying to slide it up underneath his ribs and up into every vital organ I can hit. You only managed to hit two of the vital organs. Um, <laughs> he's he, he takes it. Uh, directly through one of the ribs um, and it just sort of stops him and sobers him up for a little bit and he's just like oh that's not good (laughs) that is not good Um, and he coughs up he coughs up some blood um, but he's he's basically are are you withdrawing the rapier or are you keeping it inside him yes it's still oh yeah I bring it back. Oh, you bring it out. You pull it out and blood just like sort of like an arc of blood flows and follows your um your rapier as you withdraw it. Uh, he's still standing, but he is not looking very good at all. I whip the rapier backwards so as to flick off any excess cool. clement. <laughs> nice. Um, Silda, everyone's favorite dildo. Yeah. Let's see how good he is. He's spoken of how highly Show us what you got. <laughs> uh, I don't think gonna... he's ever bragged. Yeah, he's never even bragged. He just was, he just came in to try and try and help you guys out. Um, he he is still does furious, um, guys. This these red brands um, have 
Um, They're not his friends as well, are they? No, 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 no. Uh, (laughs) Inside Silda, he sees these red brands as an extension of the betrayal uh, Iana has given him. And he pushes past um, Gil and Loras, thanks to having his sword back in his hand. And he just, he runs at the red brand that's still seated, uh, is bound with vines to the chair and tries to decapitate him with a swing of the um of the sword which shall be with advantage of course and as a cr- and as a crit um, oh, oh Dilda, good old boy <laughs> good old boy good old boy so he goes running and he 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 pushes past gil he pushes past loris he pushes past the clearly injured red brand in the door and he swings down with his sword just right into the to the neck of this red brand and the only thing stopping it from going through is the vertebrae of the red brand it does decent damage doesn't kill him um and there is blood just pouring out of this red brand's throat as Sildar goes in for a second <laughs> shot and takes the head clean off. Whoa! Sildar! And he's, you can all see that he's just like furious. He is panting. He's, out, he's kind of out of breath. He's like, this is a big move for someone like him. Um, and that's. I understand this rage. Sildar's turn is over. Sig, over to you. Nice. Sig wonders if there's room for him to enter the tavern through the same vector that Sildar used. By all means, yeah, yeah, yeah. So upon seeing Sildar's charge, Sig swings his shield back to the front, takes a one-handed grip, runs in with his warhammer, and bats the other red brand seated at the table. Okay, cool. He, d- he did end up standing up. He's freed from the vines. So, um, yeah. That's a roll, but it won't be with advantage. A 21. 21 oh, is, is a hit. Um, it sends him, kind of, it hits him and, and the impact pushes him um, maybe five foot away from you, just knocks him and he's sprawled out onto the ground. He um, he too just lets out an enormous, <laughs> as he hits the ground. Um, anything else for you there, Sig? Sig will nod at Sildar and call out, fine hit. Um, and Sildar doesn't seem to be taking anything in. He's just, uh, he's, he's, uh, there's no focus in his eyes at the moment. Baron, back to you. Okay, so there's two of them left? There's the one right? standing in the doorway still, bleeding profusely. Yeah. There is the one okay. that Sig just uh, hammered in across the room, and there's a man, uh, another red brand, which is bound to the bar. Okay, uh, so I'm going to cast Toll the Dead on the one that's by the doorway because he's taken damage. So he has to make a um, saving throw of 13. For, uh, which, one was this? which one was this, sorry? Uh, the one that's taken damage and he's by the door. Oh, yeah, cool. He rolled a 13. So he had to get 13, didn't he? So he saved. I think, yeah. So, yeah, I think so. So, so yeah, he saved, he saved against this one. Yeah, I just cough into my hand. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing happened okay cool back to Loris you're face okay. to face basically um, with this guy that's bleeding onto the floor in front of you thanks to the this, Gil's thanks rapier thanks the accurately placed rapier of mm. Gil nice um, so yeah I guess I'm just gonna um, what I, actually what I might do is um, is just grab can I 
Oh, is grabbing considered an action or a bonus action? I'm just trying to think. What are you trying to do? Well, I kind of want to just grab him, pull him out, and then and then and let um, maybe just grab, just drag him out of the out of the building because I want him outside. Yeah, so that'll be an action. It's an action. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I'll do that. I'm still gonna I'm just gonna grab him and kind of just toss him out of the out of the doorway, kind of just throw him as far as I can. Cool. Give, um, give us a strength check for that one. Lead. All right, cool. I'm playing like I do these really great strength rolls, but I seem to fail every time. But you know, oh come on! Mm. Yeah, you 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 grab onto him um, and you go to to I was going to say pull him out of the room, but your hands slip on on the wet clothing that's now drenched in his blood. Uh, so your hands just kind of like break free of his his clothing. Um, American. Well. Uh, I see the 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 guy closest. That's that's just what is he? He's just in the doorway, is he? Yeah, he's in the doorway with yeah. Loris, basically. Um, and is Lo- uh, who's in my line of sight? I don't want to risk hitting anyone if I so if I shoot an arrow. Loris is Loris is would just take the shot. Loris's <laughs> seven foot frame is standing in front of this red brand who stands around five foot eleven, five foot maybe six foot. Um and two to Loris's left is Gil. You can see from your vantage point a you could you've, he's probably got half cover um from where you currently are, if you were to roll uh, throw an arrow or shoot an arrow. Throw perhaps him. perhaps the ones inside the tavern are- fair game well you can also see through the broken window there's a lot going on in there i don't want to loose an arrow into someone else's mm. head uh but you'd consider doing it one past my shoulder <laughs> you can, I, I don't want to hit anyone <laughs> what you can what you can see from your vantage point in, in regards to the people within the tavern is you you've got a, a fairly clear shot against the um red brand that is bound to the bar um and you've got a a clear shot of the one oh no he got knocked prone onto the ground you can't see him anymore so it's really just the red brand at the bar or maybe a half cover shot at the one in the door I'm not going to risk losing an arrow into a crowded tavern especially with that civilian in there so instead I'm going to uh, draw up my courage and use my bonus action to activate dual wielding and just run charge at the the red brand standing in the doorway bleeding okay. and try and hit him with both my dagger and my scimitar. Okay, great. We've, um, by the way, uh, Random Origins has given you advantage on this as well. Ooh, <laughs> that was nice. close. That was close. He just got it in there. Um, <laughs> so with, wow, I didn't even need it. I got a 24 and a 17. Nice. Um, so both of those hit. Uh, nice. And with 11 damage, uh, whereabouts were you aiming? Were you with your daggers? Where, how were you trying to take him down? Got to go for the wound, the rapier open up. I want to get in, the, in get in them organ meats. Oh, so you basically come running in with daggers and you jam them both into that wound in his, in his um, chest, sort of near the ribs, and you just wrench your hands apart, um, splitting him right across the, the, the torso. Uh, and it just opens up and he the, he's shocked at what's happened. And he just drops to the ground. Um, <laughs> and he's dead. Wow. He was wow. shocked. <laughs> he was shocked. I was what? Shocked. 
<laughs> not shocked well, like shocked. not shocked like he got his like exactly what he wanted for his birthday, but shocked <laughs> as in like he knew he was dead. Uh, <laughs> cool. It is the ruffian's turn. Uh, the one at the bar is still stuck to the bar. Um, <laughs> he's bound to the bar. Bear Yay. is coating him. His his arm and hand and stuff. Uh, the one that was that got knocked down by Sig clumsily gets to his feet, and uh, he's and he looks up at Sig and he says, "Oh, it's all now, isn't it, mate?" <laughs> and he, he unsheathes his um his short sword and stumbles towards Sig. Um, and what does he do? He swipes out and just meets air in front of Sig. Just slices the air in front of Sig. Um, are you raising a hand for a reason? Sig would like to use his reaction. Okay, what's your reaction? His battle master ability, Riposte. <laughs> when oh, the enemy yes. misses an attack, <laughs> Sig like, blocks it with his hammer, brings back, and just clouts it into his face. Clout away? How do so we I, deal with that? So essentially, I get a free attack. If I hit, I can add my uh, superiority dice. So I just roll to hit and see what happens. It says expend one superior. Okay, so if you've got like a certain number yep. of superiority die. Superiority. So essentially I make an attack, but I miss. Yeah, you do miss. And so consume the superiority die. All right, so that's, yeah, so that his his blade sort of swipes out. You hook it with the hammer and pull him in close and go to swing up at his face, but it managed to it just sort of miss him as, as it goes past his face. Um, and he's just kind of like, oh, oh. And goes in for, <laughs> goes in for a, a second swipe, and again meets air in front of you. Is there another superiority dice? Wait, oh, okay. Damn, that would have been fun. Okay, uh, Gil, back to you. How many of them are still alive? There is two still alive. There's one face to face with Sig, who is not looking very good, and there is a guy <laughs> at. At the bar, just bound with vines, just going, what, 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 why can't I get out of this? this vines? What are these vines doing here? He's, he doesn't even really know what's going on. He's so drunk. Um, I call out to the one uh, engaged with Sig, and I just say, uh, what has, because there were originally five, right? That's correct, yeah. What has 10 arms and an IQ of 60? <laughs> and he, he looks over towards you. Uh, that's that's his response. That's the best he's got. <laughs> Five red brands drinking in the sleeping giant inn. And he does not save. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the... Uh... He takes... Two psychic damage. <laughs> Um, you can see that it's, it's, it's really gotten his head with that one. <laughs> oh, that's not very fair, is it? Is it, mate? Uh, that's, that's kind of got, that's kind of nasty, eh? And that's, he's. It's not fair getting <laughs> someone with your IQ to do math. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's Sildar's turn and he is, again, we've played this out a bit longer, but it has only been six seconds since he decapitated this red brand 
uh, in the ch- in the chair, and he's just kind of going to spend the next six seconds. He drops his sword to the ground, and he's just trying to trying to compose himself. So that's all Sildar is going to do. Sig, back to you. So Sig has eyed up the red brand in front of him, and just brings his grip up to the base of the hammer and punches him in the face with it. <laughs> nice, roll to hit. Sig rolls a 21 for yeah. 10 bludgeoning damage. Yeah, that just like it hits his face and there's like there's seemingly just no reaction. And as you pull it away from from him, you just see that the bone in the, his face has just been crushed inwards and there's just kind of like this bubbling gurgle as he drops to the ground um, dead. It's, you're, you're left with just one... <laughs> one red brand bound to the bar um, Baron has he been hit he's he hasn't been no one's even like looked his way <laughs> he doesn't even know what's going on yeah, yeah. well I'll give it a go I'm going to try and do chill touch on him I'm really <clears throat> that's a one <laughs> well six oh, no don't go far alright give give me a d100 one hundred. I don't think they make dice that big. One D one hundred plus anything? No, no, no just the okay. oh, an eighty-seven. Thank that's, goodness. That's not so bad. That's not too. It's bloody good. Um, so <laughs> I would have said. you you let launch with this chill touch, and you watch this red brand for any sort of reaction, um, and nothing nothing happens. Oh. But then you just see like the 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 barmaid or the owner of this place. Um, she just kind of like f- flinches and sort of like tightens up a little bit, and she and she just lets out like an. She's taken some sort of damage, but oh. we don't know. She's she's looking alright. She just, it doesn't look like she had much fun with that. That's for sure. Mm. Untraceable damage. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Laura, back to you. So the red brand's leaning on the bar, yeah? Yeah, he's basically like face down. He's being pulled down onto this bar with his hand, like one hand on the tap and the other hand on his mug. And it's just pouring this this ever-flowing beer. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to just charge on into the bar. Um, X-rays, and I'm just going to aim to chop off the arm that's holding on to the, um, the, the tap because the barmaid's complaining about this beer going <laughs> nice. everywhere, so I'm trying to do her a favour. Very So I'm just going to try and hack off his arm. Yeah. Okay, Help yeah. okay. Roll to hack. You say considerate. No, I said, hel- I said helping. I'd never use the word considerate. <laughs> Reagan, yeah. <laughs> kind of He's probably attracted to her beautiful voice. 22. <laughs> yeah, she is that's... lovely. That's that's enough to like. What you do is you bring the axe down with six damage. It's enough to like really damage his forearm. Um, and he he lets go of the the tap. The beer stops pouring, and you manage to just break like also just one of the vines that was holding that arm. Like it's it's not as bound as the rest of him, but it's also quite mangled. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um, American. I can't believe it's my turn already. We don't normally, I feel like combat's normally slower than this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I'm just I'm gonna uh, run into the bar and, and uh, see what's going on, survey the situation. Mm. So um, you you've run in and you've just seen like uh, there's like a dead body in the in the doorway that's now like. Um, that you tore open, basically. Sildar is standing next to a red brand's head and a dropped sword. Um, Sig is face to face with a, a a red brand that now has no face, so face to no face, as this thing is on the ground. And and Loris is just standing above this uh, red brand at the bar. She um, sees uh, Sildar in a state and she just says, Dildar, you okay there, buddy? You all right? <laughs> Is that is that how you want to spend your turn, like trying to console them, or um, can that be a bonus action? You can, yeah. And then you I'll, can... I'll ready an action against the red brand should he break free. Okay, okay, cool. Um, Silda, was that sorry? Carry on, carry on. Just saying, Silda doesn't really respond to. He's still breathing quite heavily. Um, it is the ruffian's turn at the bar, and he. Um, Having loosened one of those vines, he kind of manages to just like, uh, and with that pain coming from his from his hand, he's just like, oh, what was happening? Oh my god! And he kind of like pushes himself up off the bar, and and sort of looks around and just sees this giant standing in front of him. Um, and he just see, and he just spends his turn like taking it all and just goes. All right, mate. And that's <laughs> <laughs> he, does, he hasn't he hasn't put two and two together. So, Gil, your turn. Um, how is he looking? Uh, other than a um, sort of like a cut up arm, he's looking pretty. He's pretty good, and dr- he's drunk. He looks very drunk. And so, so what's the situation inside the bar? There's so there's Sig. Uh, is L- Loris is in the bar as well? Yeah, Loris uh-huh. is standing basically face to, looking down at this red brand that was originally bound to the bar, but is no longer bound to the bar. And uh, Sildar is also in there? Sildar is standing next to a dead, uh, decapitated red brand who is sitting, mainly sitting, in the, um, in the chair at the table. And okay, he's, he's, so he's I, dropped I his sword. Standing outside, so I'm just going to sure. um, sheath my rapier and just going to step forward. And as I walk past Sildar, uh, I'm going to crouch down and pick up his short sword and I'm just going to say, gather yourself, man. This is not the time. And continue walking. Okay. Uh, and Can I get a, can I get a, um, a persuasion roll from you? Sure. This is something that I'm good at. Hmm. Twenty-one. You're very good at it. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. So I've I've picked up his his weapon, his short sword. Um, did did you want that to be an action or a bonus action or? We'll let that be a uh, a bonus action. Okay. Um, and as I kind of approach the red brand, um, I'd like to raise the short sword in my hand and just. As his as his gaze like becomes fixed on that, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna pull a dagger from my belt and just slash across with that. Alright, roll to hit. 
I will give you advantage on this one. You've confused him. He's looking up at the uh, the uh, short sword. Uh, I rolled a 21. Nice. And that dagger sort of... Whereabouts are you aiming that dagger? Across his face? Uh, across his throat. Across his throat. It, it, it misses his throat. It cuts it kind of across his chin. You've gone a little too high. And it's just left this open um, sort of slash below his face. And it kind of snaps him out of it. He was looking up at Loris and he's sort of the short sword and now he's slashed across the face. And he's, he's just like, Oh, no, it's you guys. Oh, oh, I put it together. I finally did it. I put it together. Um, and, and now it's Sildar's turn. Is that, is that all for you, Gil? Yeah, I'm just going to leave the short sword like loose enough so that uh, Sildar could grab it if he wanted to. Yeah. Or like, the red brand if he had the gumption. Sure. Sure. So Sildar takes in what you said to him. He and he kind of like as he sees he he watches you as you walk off towards the um the red brand holding the the short sword so kind of over your shoulder and then swiping across. You feel the the short sword being removed from your hand. Um and Sildar walks past your the right-hand side of you and basically uh in one smooth movement just brings that short sword down across um, the red brand's throat. This was um, Blame the Robots cover of Gil's cover of Wagon Wheel. <laughs> like the covers are never as good as <laughs> the original. Yeah. <laughs> This song goes out to all my fellow bards. Heading down south to the land of the mines I'm thumbing my way into North Vandaline Staring up the road and pray to tear I see the lamplights I made it down the coast in 17 hours Killing me a bouquet of bugbear flowers And I'm hoping for Rayleigh I can meet my lady tonight Please let me meet my lady tonight Getting Dicey is an independent podcast, so your support means the earth to us. Check out our Twitter at Getting Dicey for links to our live stream and how you can support us further. We live stream once a week, so come check out the homemade costumes, overlays, and filters that we use to help make watching that little more exciting. Uh, we also have a link to our Discord, so you can come chat to us and each other about D&D and what's happening in the campaign. Uh, lastly, if you're liking what we're doing, we'd appreciate that you rate and review us on iTunes. Every little bit of support helps.